necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, your nerdy tutor, George, and with me here today, Junior Super Nerd, my mom. I'm, I'm getting there. Yes. Um, I, I've played Animal Crossing twice already today. I got back today. I was able to find a, I found a kitchen unit. It's 130,000 bells, but I found a kitchen unit. Ah. Those are not very common. Wow. Um, and I found a lookbook with all the actual items in the game. Oh, now that's that's actually, we're, we're not here to talk about Animal Crossing. Well, a little. It, it comes up in one part. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. but I, mean, Did, I sent you a sign. I got the sign. Um, actually, if you buy the custom decor set, I actually have a cool little sign that I'll show you in um, Animal Crossing. I, I, bought I, the, I bought the custom set. Okay. Then I will show you how to get a cool custom design that you can get for your, for your, for your place in particular because you'll like it. I customized my, my bed. So. <laughs> and, I, and I'm collecting bells and I'm giving all my animals door wreaths. That's okay. They'll like you for that. I'm actually, my my ninja dressed rabbit that's called Snake is actually moving out today. Why? Uh, he wants to go visit new pastures and I'm okay with him moving on. Okay. I've I've enjoyed them for the last month and a half or so. I didn't know they could in. move out. They can't. They'll, they'll, they'll let you know ahead of time. They're like, Hey, I was thinking of maybe relocating, maybe. Like, you, would you, you know, maybe see the world or something? Would you, are you okay with me leaving? And they'll let you know. You can also, if you go to Isabel, you can tell them that you don't like certain neighbors and that could actually push the progress of getting them to well, leave. Oh, why would you not like? I've got, I've got a ram. I've got a, like a funky looking bear. I've got a fawn. She's real cute. Yeah. Um, so, I have, I have an aardvark. There's some creatures that you fall in love with sometimes and some that you don't like a lot of people really don't like Carlos apparently I don't know why I love him because he waters my flowers oh I've, I've seen a, I, I plant flowers everywhere. we're talking about Animal Crossing I plant flowers everywhere oh I, well my thing is entirely littered with flowers I'll show you later on um, today I have, I have hydrangeas I have everything because I want, I want to give I, you I, the wind flowers are beautiful oh yeah I've got a I finally got some pink um uh, I got some black roses and pink roses that finally grew in. I'm very excited about that. I'm working on a couple other flowers. I got some cross-pollinated tulips. My thing is my thing is littered with tulips right now. Yeah. Tulips and red roses and white roses. So, uh, but one but Animal Crossing is a good way, good little segue here because that's kind of one of the things that we've had a lot of time to do with. And we're recording this in early May. We've been early in, June or early June. Excuse me. You see how much time has passed. Yeah. Um, and. We're week 12, I think, of lockdown. Or yeah, week 11. week 11 or 12, depending on when you got locked down at. Yeah. Um, and we've been kind of in a weird, we've kind of been in this unusual state where everybody's got a lot more time at home, um, can't go out because. Not liking this. If this is retirement, retirement's going to suck. Oh, I was, I was <laughs> going to tell you that retirement is probably going to suck for you because you want to get out. I want to get out. Um but you got the hills that you can bike on where, yeah, you're, where yeah. you're gonna go. And I will say, so I've been riding for AIDS life cycle. I've been riding every day during the pandemic, and I'm up to um, I think I crossed 800 miles today. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking last time when we were talking Animal Crossing, and one of the things you had a question about was what's kind of changed. And we've we're, we've have talked a little bit about it off the podcast, but I figured, well, let's talk about it because it seems kind of like an interesting thing to talk about as far as what's kind of changed in the world for nerdy things. I can give you one. Okay. Okay. I have completely non um, technical people in, in my office and 
And the one thing, they've been forced to embrace Zoom. Oh, I found I find new ways whenever I have to do a Zoom call to just torture people. Well, not torture, but I mean have fun with it. I have my, my 83-year-old boss coming on Zoom meetings. Um, I have to send I have to send him a fresh invite right before the meeting because he can't get to his calendar. He hasn't figured that out yet. But, but, um, but no, I I have really non technical people who are embracing that as a technology and and uh, construction meetings where we would be looking at plans and and discussing uh, alternatives and things. We're we're doing online through media like Zoom, mm-hmm. um, Zoom and several others. And so it it is. I will say. Working from home is forcing non-technologically uh, um, astute people mm-hmm. to embrace technology, whether well, they like it or not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and on a certain level, I mean, we should be really be thankful because if this were sometime in like the '80s or '90s, you know, the internet would not have been so prevalent, and who knows what kind of work you could do from home. I think working from home was not really an option back in those days. It started being an option around 2000. Yeah, I mean, you had the internet and you had certain elements of the internet that could be used, but not at the speed in which you could have a video conference call, much less um, transfer files easily. Yeah, no, I used to have to VPN into to a server that was at our location, mm-hmm. and and now I and and that sometimes was difficult, um, and and now I VPN into a server that's on the cloud. We're all everything's on the clouds. Everything's on the cloud. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I find it interesting. Have you figured out virtual backgrounds yet? I have figured out virtual backgrounds cause, because uh, it was Wanda's birthday. And so for that call, I um, had balloons. Um, so the last time I had a virtual meeting was actually today. And I actually had um, the Tiger King behind me the entire time. Just waiting for somebody to make a comment about it. And eventually my boss eventually made a comment about it. And we all were able to kind of giggle and laugh about it. Because it got us off a serious situ- uh, serious talk. And... Um, conversation we were having, yeah. So, um, where I think everyone was a little uncomfortable by it, the conversation, not the picture, right? Because it was just goofy. You need a little levity. Oh, I, I, I. There, there is actually a service in which you can hire a llama or goat to appear on your call. It's like one hundred twenty-five dollars, but which you know seems to be a little pricey, or else I'd do it. But, um, but yeah, there's a service well, where you the, can the, hire that an better animal be a to appear. Long, that better be like at least an hour-long call. Then. That's for half an hour. For half an hour. For half an hour. Oh, I can get you. I can get you a llama to appear in your background for you. Well, no, not to appear in my background. A live animal. To appear in your background, yeah, I can do that. No, no, well, no I can do that. <laughs> no, yeah, no. This is a, a live animal. Is is actually there? Yeah. Oh, the logistics of that that would be interesting. Yep. So, um, first thing I wanted to talk about that probably comes up the most quickly for nerds is going to be movies. AMC made an announcement today that they may not survive this, and they are the largest movie house in America. Yeah, that's and there's a number of other theaters that are in a real pickle here because again, you know, they can't support these huge warehouse-like buildings with all this high-tech equipment without people actually being there, and especially when it comes to, especially in the last decade or so, I would say that like superhero movies and nerd movies in particular have been huge box office things that have just probably offered a lot of money. Well, and the other thing that, that AMC um, pointed out is that 
they they cited two things. They cited you know aside from from social distancing is about impossible in a movie theater, and mm-hmm. they don't know how they could clean a seat that you just sat in for two hours yeah. um, adequately so the next person feels comfortable. But the other thing they the two other things they cited was um, first of all that the trolls movie went direct to direct to TV direct to direct to video yeah direct to st- streaming streaming How about that okay yeah streaming so home the, video yeah so the so the troll movie went direct to streaming mm-hmm. and the second thing is that all these um, blockbusters or expected blockbusters pushed their schedules out to the fall. Some have pushed them out to a fall. Some have pushed them out even to next year in some cases. So AMC s- said, you know, even if we could open, we have no, we have nothing to play. Nothing right now, at least. Yeah. I mean, part of the major concern was that, um, again, I was reading something from the Wall Street Journal here today. It says that um, box office sales receipts are estimated to um, fall to five to be under five billion dollars for the entire year. It's going to be five hundred five hundred billion dollars less. Yeah. Um, but you also have a lot of the major movie studios that are not only um, they're not they're not releasing a lot of stuff here. So as an example, Black Widow was supposed to release here in June. We were supposed to have Wonder Woman in May. All of those have been pushed back to much future dates. In some cases, they're aiming for July and August. But it wouldn't surprise me. I know Black Widow I think is aiming now for November because it pushed the Eternals back. Um, which was another Marvel uh, DC, uh, Marvel movie that was coming out. Wonder Woman, I think, is supposed to be coming out in August now. If um, I read, my, if I did my notes correctly, um, but there's just a, there's all these movies that are either getting pushed out um, that were supposed to get released here, or in some cases here, Onward, as an example, was supposed to be the new Pixar movie. I think it had a week in theaters and then came, and then went directly on to uh, Disney Plus. Uh, same thing with Frozen Two. Frozen Two wasn't supposed to come out on home video streaming or other services until sometime in the summer, but then it came out almost the minute minute everyone started getting locked down here in March. I, I bought it. Uh, Birds of Prey was another one that I think had, didn't even go to movie theaters. It's a it's a DC action right, hero yeah. movie. And that went right to streaming. Went right to streaming as well. Um, there's another literal Disney movie called Artemis Fowl, which Actually, when I read the synopsis, it's kind of interesting. Um, 12-year-old is in charge of a crime, is a crime syndicate, and thinks he sound, found uh, sprites and spirits. It, it looks bizarre. And so, it, so mobsters with fairies. It looks bizarre, and I kind of want to watch it, just because I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to see new properties and see what new stuff gets done. Like, I don't like repeats of stuff, like... That's my big problem with a lot of the live action stuff is that like Aladdin and The Lion King is like, I already saw the best version of this. Unless you were doing something that added more to it. Like if I if I saw The Lion King from like Scar's point of view and they made Scar the hero. Like Maleficent I thought was marvelous. I, now again, I like Maleficent because again, it tells the story from the bad guy's perspective and it does add more to it. Like the fairies Humanizes are bumbling. Yeah. The king is actually kind of a dick along with the queen. Yeah. Like, there it makes more sense because I'm seeing a new side of the story because I already know Sleeping Beauty. But, but Belle and Cinderella and all of that. Yeah, those are movies that, like, I don't have a care. I mean, like, they're not telling the story differently in any particular way, you know. They're just retelling the story. And in a lot of cases, animation adds a whole lot to it. Like, I, Will Smith was always going to be in a difficult situation for trying to reprise the genie 
He's trying to do he's and, not Robin Williams. And again, he, but again, he's not Robin Williams, and trying to fill those shoes is like asking an elephant to to be a ballerina. Yeah. Um. So there's also a number of other movies that were have had their productions. Um, so one of the things that happens in movies, which nobody really thinks about in a lot of cases, is that it's not the movies that are set to come out on these dates, but it's also the production for these movies that are also getting halted. If you have a movie that's supposed to revolve around beaches and sun and, and stuff, you're not going to film it in December where unless you want to fly all the way to tropical places, which might be really expensive. Same is true if you have a movie that's supposed to be set in the wintertime, you don't film it in the summertime unless you're in the pla- unless you're in the opposite side of the hemisphere for that. You gotta so, go to Patagonia for your snow scenes, or you gotta yeah, yeah, or if you go to the beaches in December for in Australia for your beach scenes, maybe. Um, but there's a lot of these production stuff that just got stopped. I mean, um, we have movies such as um, so. If you remember, there was a Avatar, which was the big CG movie by uh, director of um, uh, Titanic and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were working on a series of sequels for that and have been for a while, but they were actually in the process of filming. Because Avatar is a while back. Yeah. And they actually had to stop production on that. Uh, they've suspended it. Same thing with The Batman, which was supposed to be, you know, which, again, looked kind of interesting because they're taking Batman back a little bit. Um, it also looked to be a little more f- fantastical. Um, the new Jurassic World movie that they were working on has been stop production. Another Mission Impossible 7 also got suspended right now. They were working on a new Matrix movie. So, so okay, so let's think this through. Just another Matrix movie? Well, there's three to begin There's three to begin with now. This right. will be the fourth. Okay, well, I like Keanu Reeves. Okay, if he's there, so, so, so what this really means is not only are they pushing stuff back, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a valley in which there's nothing new being released for a while either. Yeah, because again, even the movies that are in the can right now, if we get those in November, if we get those in the fall and winter time, we will still be in a position where some of these movies, which were supposed to start filming here, or or should be in editing right now and and being prepped. I think editing you have a little bit more leeway because you can do some edit. You can do obviously editing from home, and okay. a lot of editing gets done um, in smaller in maybe a smaller closed off office. Okay. You may not have as if you're in like a CG farm, you might have like a dozen people to a room, which is not really accommodable. But if you have them working from home or you're providing them with workstations at home, that might be a little bit more feasible. Um, famously, as an example, uh, George Lucas, when he was doing um, the Star Wars, the Star Wars prequels movies, uh, Star Episode Two and Episode Three, he was in a completely different part of the world by comparison to. Um, Industrial Light and Magic, um, where they were doing the stuff. And he would always do it through video conference call, where the staff would be there in the ILM offices, and he would be on his ranch, I think a couple, you know, dozens of miles away. Yeah. And he was able to video conference and watch all the animatics and all the CG work being done. So he doesn't have to do it. So you could do it from location. Um, you could do it from home in that particular case. You don't have to be in an office to do it. It makes it a whole lot easier if you're in an office, though. Um but again, I'm thinking a lot of the people in cases in which pre-production is definitely getting halted. You've got filming itself is just not a doable thing anymore. I mean, despite the fact that it takes one or two people to act a scene, there are dozens of other people in the background from lighting to makeup and props, hair, yeah. props, wardrobe, um, never mind various assistants and stuff. And then you've got 
people are working on the set, the directors, people are working on sounds, people are working on cameras. You've got four or five different people before you can ever say go. Yeah. Um, and God forbid you're in an action scene in which you have to reset everything. That could even take even longer. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of these movies that are just getting delayed. I mean, the new, there's supposed to be another Home Alone movie. I don't know why. Um, I call it Coca and it's a little uh, I was actually kind of old. In, I was a little interested to hear they're making a Peter Pan and Wendy movie. That would be kind of interesting. And then as well, the Little Mermaid movie got pushed back. Um, the sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home is also getting um, pushed back as well now. Um, and then a number of movies which were scheduled to be released are now going to have much later dates here. Um, so are we saying nerds have nothing to do for the summer? It's not that we don't have anything to do. I mean, like, I'm catching up on my backlog of Star Trek TV shows. So I'm currently on the second season of Discovery. Um, I finished Picard, which I have opinions about. Okay. Um, but... Um, I, I was thinking about starting The Mandalorian. I would recommend The Mandalorian. It's eight episodes, and the, each episode's not more than maybe 35, 40 minutes each. Okay. It's a quick watch. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a nice and quick watch. Because just, I just finished Game of Thrones. And you finish it when you finish it. Yeah. Um, but some of the other things that actually got canceled here um, are not just movies at all. Um, the, the Bachelorette. Uh, okay. I was okay with this season of The Bachelorette getting canceled, in all honesty. I'm, I, I appreciate that we got an older woman that are trying to get a more sophisticated... 38 or 39 or something. In. Yeah. But all the rest of the bachelors are in like their mid twenties and early thirties. Yeah, like it'd be one thing if they were in their thirties and maybe one or two in their forties, but like there's one or two in their forties. Yeah, um, but but most of them are are or much younger. Twenty three, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't like it when the guys do it either. When the guys are like 35, 40 years old, like Ari one time. Was Ari like, Ari, and, and Becca was 23, yeah. Yeah, like, what was Ari? Like in his mid-30s, almost 40? He was 30, 36 or 37, yeah. Yeah, that's... that's, that's as, was, as was Nick Vial. There has to be a rule that if you're starting high school, you can't date a person that was just born when you were starting high school. There has to be a rule about that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Okay. So the other thing that got canceled here, and I'm getting... In, Getting canceled and in the process of getting canceled are conventions. Yes. So summertime is actually a very popular time for conventions for nerdy stuff. Um, the big we, one we, we missed we missed Fanime. We did miss Fanime. It does happen in late May. That got canceled. Um, Anime Expo, which is probably one of the more premier um, anime conventions outside of SakuraCon and a couple other others that are sprinkled throughout the uh, out the area. The on the west coast at least. Anime Expo is probably the largest anime convention. That got canceled. Penny Arcade. Uh, Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade's uh, PAX Expo. Uh, PAX West, which is in Seattle, got canceled. That's also during uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, Comic-Con got canceled, and that's in mid-July. Um, and kind of more interesting, BlizzCon, which is a huge for Blizzard Entertainment in their games. So that's World of Warcraft, Diablo, StarCraft. That got canceled. That's not even until November, even. Oh, it got canceled that far out. Yeah, and... I wanted to take a, I wanted to really take a moment to a little inside baseball. So I work in I've worked for hotels for many 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 years, and this is there's an element uh, where the last like year I've had a chance to actually look through a lot have to have a different role in there where I've been working with reservations and our sales department for big groups and stuff because my hotel primarily focuses on groups. Yeah. Um, and especially reading contracts and in contracts there's a term called force majeure. Yep. 
Now, the best way to describe force majeure is that it's kind of an insurance policy built in most contracts, not all contracts, but in most contracts it says that it's not your fault if something happens that's unplanned that doesn't let you run the event. Acts of God. Acts of God is another term as well, but not all the time. I mean, like... Yeah, as, yeah no, we use force majeure. It's a standard term. We use it in, in construction contracts and mm-hmm. and a number of... Thankfully, we don't use it in leases. Um, an example of like a force majeure might be that, like, let's say you're having an outdoor concert or an outdoor event and it rains. Well, you can kind of predict the rain. That will happen. So you can't you can't use a force majeure to try to get your money back or on that at all. But if your event floods... You your venue floods, yeah. You weren't expecting you weren't expecting that. It's kind of a little bit of an act of God. It's completely out of your control. That's an acceptable that's an acceptable way of using a force majeure. There's a wrinkle to that is that the area is known for flooding, which you could have predicted, then that may not trigger it as well. A, but a that, lot of force majeure is tied to um, acts of government. Also acts of government, yeah, and that's very much true in our case here. So um, as a person that was working in hotels when this literally started, and we were having convention after convention after convention basically just getting canceled on us uh the big concern for a lot of these conventions and groups were the force majeure because built into the contract what is this notion that if you can't if you know if you can't go to it here because the government or there's an act of god that's preventing you from doing that in our case for some of our contracts it was the notion that um the city and the government hadn't stopped the travel here at this point. There hadn't been, there was no travel bans, which couldn't stop people from coming. And um, at the time, in early March, they were just suggesting not having, having limiting crowds to fifty people in a crowd, and right. they were they were making suggestions and ideas to to avoid that. And they weren't saying no, you can't have more than ten people in a room. They weren't saying that yet. Um, but we would have things canceled, and I, I mean, I feel bad for people who have to cancel reservations because they're not able to go to something. But the reason—it's always important to explain why the reason is that you can't go because that might f- cause a trip in the contracts. Right. Um, and so, part of the problem here that we had was that we would have people canceling, and we can't give them back their money because it's not because literally of contractual reasons. Well, and it's it, it. I have the reverse side of that, and mm-hmm. that's that I canceled a trip to a trip to Colombia with a group of uh, of sixteen women, mm-hmm. and then also canceled a trip to Uganda um, with uh, your father. And in both those situations, I can't get a refund from the travel agency, but they are willing to rebook me. Now, that's that's because as is traditionally true, you pay half up front and half at ha- the end. Ha- yeah. And um, and so they're more than happy to rebook because they're going to need business, um, and the airlines have been very good about that too. But you don't get a refund; you just get a travel credit. And that's what we were happening a lot of the hotel as well. In the hotel's case, we were uh, people who had deposits in there. Um, for some things, we were saying, "Okay, we can't refund your money, but we can hold on to it for one calendar year. You know, up right. till this time next year." And you can use that money toward a future reservation that you can make at that time. We'll we'll hold we'll honor the deposit here. And in later cases, we were actually going to get up to the end of 2021, um, with the anticipation that for a lot of these people who are coming for conferences and uh, conventions, that 
they're trying to push them back into later months of September, October, November, December. Well, we already have stuff on the books for that point. One, one of the big ones for us here in San Jose is um, uh, a convention called, uh, not a convention really, but more or less a festival called Jazz Fest. Yeah. It's super big in the downtown area. Our hotel gets booked solid for it. And there's always a pro, and it's always just super huge. Um, well, that same weekend, the people from the Tony Robbins, which was a motivational speaker, right. were going to come, right. were also just as ravenous, and they wanted to have that the same weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, I think because you have, you have yeah, you're, you're going to have a limitation on dates. What will be interesting is, um, and, and, and taking this back to our nerd topic, because mm-hmm. I can tend to stray, um, is if you cancel these one year Will people come back the next one? What, I, what I'd like to think is that this time in 2021, I'd like to think that there is a vaccine for the epidemic. Right. Um, I'd like to think that we've gotten a better control. And there will be probably some rules regarding... And there'll be how, some herd immunity. There'll be, there'll be some herd immunity, hopefully. And then um, at the same time, maybe there'll be a limit on how many people can be on aisles, and we might be we might aisles be, might go one way, or we might be enforcing some more rules in an attempt to try to keep everyone still keep people safe. Because again, it won't be a even if we even, assuming even if we got this out by the beginning of twenty twenty one, it's not it's still going to take a long time for a lot of those vaccines to get to people to get everyone inoculated. So I don't anticipate. Um, people even being willing to go to convention like a nerd convention anytime soon well okay so so as a follow-up question to that um for the events that have been canceled the weekends that they would have taken place are they providing some online content so in some cases um they are not all of them are obviously um so some conventions and groups that got canceled um as an example here, the NVIDIA conference that we were going to have in mid-March um, opted to just do, which originally was supposed to be them sewing off their new graphics card and the new technology they were going to be releasing for the upcoming year so you could create buzz for people and sales to you know do that. Um, oddly enough, uh, online currency, Bitcoin and stuff like that, they use a lot of graphic processors, because graphic uh, graphics cards, for the processors to help mine the bitcoins that makes sense yeah so i mean oddly enough you could they buy like these super high-end graphics cards which would be great for graphics but they're using it for something else yeah well hey um, no, well, no I, fault mean, of their own. Um, I ask because i know i know um i i should have been doing AIDS life cycle this week which is mm-hmm. the the ride from san francisco to la and four times a day there is something on on um on you know, and it's on Twitch. Twitch is Twitch. So that there's an interesting notion, and we'll get back to Twitch a little bit later. Okay. Um, so 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 Twitch Twitch actually donated whatever, and so but I can stream it a couple of different ways, and I can cast it on my TV, mm-hmm. um, which which we've done. And they have things like today was um, cribs. Yes, I saw that, and I saw your crib. My crib, yeah. So, um, but they've had um, live content, uh, you know, three, four times a day um, to try to keep people, try to keep um, morale and spirits up. Yeah. And even though you weren't able to do it this year, they want to at least give you something of an experience that would be uh, a 
approximate maybe well, and allow the community to communicate yeah and so some of these conferences are doing other uh, are trying to find ways to um include more stuff as it, as an example here um and not related immediately to conventions uh blizzard as an example understood that a lot of people were going to be indoors and so what they've offered in their games they've been having these monthly uh periods where they're basically um right now that until the new expansion comes out 100 percent additional bonus to exp so you're leveling up twice as fast on character on characters right now so characters are going from like 1 to 120 in half the time that it would take normally to do it so a lot of people who have like me who have like who only had maybe three 100 level 20 characters i immediately now have eight and okay, okay so 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 the plus side so there are a plus side there, but they've had other events that have been that have been trying to do that. I've had seen some of my other mobile games that have been trying to do events in the meantime to try to be to take to try to offer some distractions for that. Um, I know for some of these conventions, they'll try to do online stuff. Um, I know Anime Expo is working with some of their um, the the they would have had special guests and attendees that would have attended um, to yeah. a special guest. They're trying to find ways to offer um, Q and A panels that would have that they would have taken over there otherwise to these creators. Um, Crunchyroll is doing something similar to that as well. They, their convention is still up for running um, during the Labor Day weekend here um, in August, early September, which most likely will still get canceled. That was another reason why I don't want to talk about conventions if you're still planning on going to one. Um, but a lot of these a lot of these things. Comic Con, I don't know what they're what they're going to do. I don't know. I'm sure they'll try to do something online if they if they have the option to. Um, the question will be what they do. So, so the idea is that that if this was an event you would have gone to, mm-hmm. check, and 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 go to, and go to the homepage for that that event and try to figure out if they're offering online content because some of it it seems like like if I uh, for the AIDS ride. Anybody can get to their online content. They're sharing it with everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, and there's more of an, an interest for them to share it with everybody. Um, so, so not just convention goers. So, so if it's something you wanted to to see, you may still have an avenue to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the second reason I actually wanted to talk about this also kind of revolves around the force majeure element, where, mm-hmm. um, and this will come up as well in our ne- in the next element I want to talk about. Um, but there's conventions that are still set to take place. Coming up here, July, August, September, October, for very future. And at this point in time, and in case you're listening to this in the future, in which you know better, we don't know that anything's going to, we don't know if anything's going to change. I mean, for the most part, most hotels are still at a bare bones. We were lucky. I was on a conference call today where we were told we had 40 people in the house. And this is an 800 room hotel? This is an 800 room hotel. That's 5% of the entire hotel was occupied. If that, um, but a lot of these locations right now are still intending to have their convention right now. But the reason they can't cancel it is also because of the force majeure. They don't know what's. I mean, a convention that's going to happen here in September and October doesn't really have a hundred percent idea of what will happen in between now and then. Um, now, clearly, obviously, the convention, some bigger conventions like PAX, which is in September, decided to to cancel with the intention that they're pretty sure they're not going to get a handle of it. It's the same thing with BlizzCon as well, because they would have started selling tickets for that here in May for that. Right. Um, but a lot of these things, 
are not waiting to hold out to figure out what will happen. They're actually waiting for the government to say that you can't do it so they can for so they can so they can activate that clause in their contract. Because you're going to have, I mean, even though these conventions for a lot of cases, Fatime, which is meant to be a non-profit organization, still has to charge people for tickets because they have to rent out the hotels to to host the sites for their right. for their meeting rooms and their they're operating uh, at break even. Yeah, they're operating in a sense to break even because they also have to rent out this giant convention center. The convention center just doesn't give it away for free. You have to rent the place, um, and they can't even start to get their money back for that until this contract element is in place so um and by that i wanted to kind of transition into pro wrestling yes so the reason i want to talk the reason i want brought up conventions and to talk about the force majeure is also because of pro wrestling's um independent sort of outlets these are your um pro wrestling gorillas these are your uh, uh NWA, National Wrestling Alliance shows. These are a lot of things which um, smaller organizations that don't have huge shows in a lot of cases, or they have small crowds of 100, maybe 2,000 at most in some cases. Are these the peripheral venues that, that you might see in like Modesto and... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or they're, like a tra- they're like a traveling show that might come around. Okay. Um, part of the problem for a lot of these guys... Um, so one of the things that happens here is that during WrestleMania weekend, typically, which uh-huh. is usually a really big deal, all these sh- all these promotions have shows to because everyone's super hyped about wrestling, and as much as WrestleMania is about the WWE's main event, all these other smaller organizations have wrestling shows as well because they're piggybacking off yeah. the excitement on there. Um, well, especially because it would WrestleMania would have been in mid-April. Um, they couldn't cancel their thing. They couldn't cancel their shows until the force majeure kicked in, because the concern was that if they cancel their show show before the force majeure can be enacted in the contract, then their basically their entire organization just ends. They're contractually obligated to pay the fees. Yeah, and yeah. so and so their entire wrestling organization just disappears overnight because they're not going because they're paying they're paying the fees for the for the site with the intention of getting all these ticket sales and online revenue for that as well. Yeah. But if you're never going to make any of that and you cancel it before the government says you can't do it, well, now they've got to pay all this money and they're out of a, an entire wrestling organization. Yeah. Never mind the fact right now that a lot of wrestlers, um, because uh, in, unless you're the big, big people like WWE, AEW, and Impact Wrestling, they're not doing shows. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling is not doing shows right now. Um, and pretty much everything else is not doing any shows except those three names. Well, and how are the... And, and the shows that are being done, it should be mentioned, are being done without audiences. Yes and no. Yes and no. So... Oh, they're in Florida. So, so the, to start off with pro wrestling, uh, it's also to talk about Florida. So... And we're in California where, where we're still... We're still I, I, hunkering down. Yeah, and it depends on what county you're in. The county we're in just released this week for Friday night. We can actually have uh, go to a restaurant outside. You can't yes. dine inside. And you can have gatherings of up to 25 people outside, not inside. Yeah, I still think that's a bad idea in general. But, like, I'm willing to. I'm, but, again, I mean, at the same time, like, you can't keep these people bottled up quite like this for too long. They're, they're, somebody's going to bounce off the wall and 
shoot out somewhere out of the house like a cartoon eventually. Oh, I think you're seeing that in all these protests. That too. I think a lot of that's in the protest too. Yeah. Um, so originally wrestling was as soon as the as soon as mid March happened and the stuff started going on lockdown. Um, AEW, WWE, and Impact all basically canceled all their remaining events for the foreseeable future. So this means um, WWE, which they would do a Raw show, and then they would do SmackDown on Tuesdays usually. Um, or in our case, no, they were doing it on Fridays because it was live SmackDown still. Just with a massive tape delay if you're on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, but they basically canceled all these arena shows. Um, but what the WWE does is that they'll go on these tours for house shows and or what they call live for live events. Right. But they can't. But they canceled all of these for the foreseeable future as well. And these are shows in which would be, you know, you'd wrestle on Monday if you're on Raw, and then you would go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe have a day off on Saturday to go Sunday, um, back into wrestling, wrestle on Tuesday, wrestle on Wednesday, and then you would go home for three days. And three or four days, and then if you had a pay-per-view, you went back on Wednesday. If you didn't, then you started back on Monday, maybe. But you were doing shows in between then, um, wherever you were. Yeah. They're not doing that anymore, so that's... Um, they're not traveling. They're not traveling. Well, they are and they aren't, sort of, depending on where you live. Really? Uh, where are they traveling to? To Florida. So to speak of Florida here, um, initially... Due to the virus here, like they weren't allowing any sort of they, they weren't supposed to be doing wrestling. And then but, they decided that wrestling was an essential service. <laughs> yes, but it is an interesting notion to that, and I don't want to okay. I don't want to throw shade on anything here. Okay. Um, a pro Donald Trump for president PAC, which is run by the McMahon family, made a donation of eighteen point five million dollars to Ron DeSantis, uh, which is the governor of Florida to his campaign for re-election yeah the two aren't them being allowed to continue wrestling is not related to that donation that well that's what they'll claim but keep in mind the donation was made the same day that ron DeSantis said oh wrestling wrestling is an essential service and the reason they're saying it's an essential service is that, be, that it, because it provides um new content for humans for humans and they continue it allows um people to have an escapism never mind the fact that the only way to watch raw is by having a cable network subscription and um if you want to watch uh smackdown you have to go on to fox to watch well that. i mean and the interesting thing is is you halted basketball mm-hmm. which the same basketball baseball hockey mm-hmm. were all in season when this when and they all halted and they would have the same argument they're providing new content yep and with a lot less i i, I ration that, i ration that if you i mean because hockey players are wearing masks i would say the same thing for for baseball as well i mean like yeah you mean low with contact the, with the exception of the umpire and the bat with with the exception of the batter and the umpire like everyone else is pretty much you know, more than they're six so, feet away. They're social distancing. Very six feet. There... Yeah, I mean, and, and it's outside and, and a whole lot of other things that you would think contribute, except that you saw it go through basketball pretty quickly. Yeah. So so, so it, it's interesting that, that that argument was supported, but either way, it's we we still wrestling. have We still have content, so now... But what is it like without an audience? I, I tried to watch some. It's different, so... Um, 
so I'll take it from promotion to promotion, and I'm mostly going to talk about yeah. WWE and AEW because those are the okay. most more interesting ones. Um, so WWE eventually, obviously, again, like I said, they canceled all their main events, all their house shows, um, and what they did was though. Um, so I've talked about the Performance Center, which is the training, right. which is literally the training and rehab facility for the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, their main gym area has had five different wrestling rings, so you obviously get to practice. You have multiple people yeah. practicing stuff. They moved all of those wrestling rings out and replaced it with one one major ring. And initially they had chairs and podiums and chair seating around the arena initially. Do they have announcers? They have the announcers okay, there yeah. too. Um, I'm, I, I knew the answer. I just wanted to. Actually, the first, uh, the, so the first night they did it um, was a SmackDown taping. And Triple H, who, mind you, is my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Um, he goes on and he admits, yeah, this is going to be weird, but we're doing everything we can to be safe. So here is a different version of SmackDown that you might expect. And then he got, he was not supposed to originally be on commentary. The person that was supposed to be on commentary couldn't make it due to travel restrictions. Um, and he was actually hilarious on commentary because he's just poking fun at Michael Cole the entire time. And it was, it was like he was kind of being a kid again. And I, I like that version of Triple H because it's like, Hey, it's this gruff and it's this gruff mean guy that will do a lot of damage to you. But look at him poke fun and you know be a little bit of a bully to you humanistic. Know. Yeah. Humanized. Yeah, that's always kind of a nice thing. So what's been interesting for wrestlers is that um, a lot of wrestling is based off the audience reaction. You know whether you got the audience or not and you're trying yeah. to tell um, it's been interesting to watch people watch wrestling for people with store with these storylines where you're feed where you're like, yeah, Seth Rollins right now is a bad guy. But I don't really sense that he's a bad guy. I just sense right now that he just thinks he's better than everyone else, which kind of, he is kind of. But without the audience background behind him, it seems a little odd. And they were... Well, I mean, how does something... And, and, my, and my question is, how does some, somebody like The Undertaker play without an audience? Well, thankfully, he wasn't around, but sort of around. Um, but you get a lot of people that, like, a lot of the stuff is... A lot of people's characters rely heavily on chance and the audience, you know playing into the entrance ring um the audience having having been several times now mm-hmm. the audiences have to show oh it absolutely is um so as an example um on march 16th which was a monday which is 316 which is right. stone cold's number mm-hmm. um you'll see all sorts of stuff that says austin 316 right, on it right right um it is a play on the proverb yes um but they dubbed it stone cold day so he went on to Raw, and part of Big Stone Cold, especially in his last run, was this call and response from the audience. So he would say something, um, you know, somebody would say something to him, and he'd be like, what? What? And every single time that would it would happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, or even when he got into the ring, he would ask, you know, give me a hell yeah. And it's the dead, so you're, you're watching it, and it's dead silence. Uh, yeah. And there's nothing in there, and he, he, he does it again, and he does it again because he's trying to play to the audience. Give me a hell yeah. And then somebody from the commentary team stands up and goes, hell yeah. And Stone Cold's got this confused look on his face. He's like, maybe he'll do it again. What? So he's playing with the commentary in kind of a fun way. And he's just like, oh, man. What? Respond to that. I don't know what they'll respond to that. So, yeah. Part of the the initial concern was first wrestlers had to... um, we're relearning because 
when you're trained to wrestle, you're trained to play to the audience. Yeah. Um, and you play to the camera secondary because you know when the camera's on you. Now a lot of the wrestlers are trying are having to relearn to play to the camera because you have that option. But they've also been taking a few risks here and there because the way they are the way they are shooting the wrestling right now, um, and this goes a little bit back into flying. Yeah. They are shooting. They will shoot one week worth of content for multiple weeks out. That makes sense. If you could stack it up and spend a whole day shooting mm-hmm. and get get a, you know three or four days worth of shows. Yes. That make that makes sense because then a, you can let people go home and, and shelter safely. Well, as an example here, you, what you can do is that a lot of wrestlers when they go in 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 WWE, usually if you have a feud with one, you know, as an example, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens had a feud. They were primarily just working with the two of them and whoever else was with Kevin o- with Seth Rollins. Um, and then what you could do is that if you only need to have, if you're going to shoot all these different, you know, segments with, you know, Rollins and Kevin Owens, but you're going to, but you don't have to include too many other wrestlers in the process. You can have them fill all, film all their stuff within one or two days and then send them off, yeah. send them back home. And so that's what we're doing with a lot of, uh, wrestlers in that particular case is where they now keep in mind because the performance center is located in Florida. A lot of wrestlers have actually just moved to Florida because of ease of access. You also yeah. have good hubs, uh, Tampa, which allows very easy access to le- and Miami that allows very easy access to leave and come out of yep. uh, Florida. But a lot of wrestlers as well is that when they get started wrestling for the performance center, they move down to Florida with their entire family. They'll be there for one or two years. While but they're then, training. Yeah. yeah and the training facility. But then it just becomes prudent to just live in Florida because if you get injured, well, you have the WWE Performance Center and it has a rehab center inside of it too with, yeah. you know, state-of-the-art machines and, doc- and doctors that will help you rehab. And that's a great place to get trained back up as well. And it's, so important, it it's important to mention that the wrestlers had a choice as to whether or not they participate in this. Yes, and it's a great example of that. Um, some wrestlers have chosen not to wrestle. Most prominently is Roman Reigns. Now, going into um, WrestleMania, uh, Bray Wyatt, who was the guy with the weird, scary face right. that was kind of giggly. Right. Um, if you remember the show that we went to, he was yelling against the ball guy with his massive goatee. Right. So that guy was a guy named Bill Goldberg. And I we all hoped that he would actually be there instead of being this video conference, which sucked. Yeah. Because um, his entrance is like nothing else. Uh, it was enough to see the see the uh, the Undertaker's en- entrance. Oh, so great! Yeah. Um, but what ended up happening was is that so Bill Goldberg actually won the Universal Title off of Bray Wyatt. He, so they had this, you know, the cha- he had the championship with him, and the intention was to have Bill Goldberg versus uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Well, about a week before, about two weeks before the event was scheduled to take place, Roman Reigns pulled out. Now, Roman Reigns has had, is, um, had been, has had cancer before him. He had cancer when he was in um, NXT, and then this last year in 2018, um, or 2019, he, in 18 he had, he had a relapse in it and didn't come back till 2019. Um and so initially the concern was about him and his immune system because, again, yeah. that could be very well compromised. compromised. Yeah. Um, according to him, his actual concern was that he had, he re- his wife recently gave birth to twins, and he didn't want to have that concern of bringing that back home. 
Yeah. Uh, more recently, um, Sami Zayn was actually a wrestler that was in WrestleMania, um, who was the United States champion. He was a he was a mid card champion. Um, he decided that due to the events going on right now with COVID and stuff, that he felt it was better for him not to be out and about right now, and he wanted to stay at home. Yeah. Well, they stripped him of the title, and are now having a contest to figure out the new uh, United States champion. Um, but there's been a lot, but there's been a bit of this going around and even WrestleMania was weird and on in and of itself. Um, so obviously WrestleMania has, um, basically kind of this three or four day weekend, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, the first night they have the, um, hall of fame ceremony where they induct people into the hall of fame. And usually these are, uh, former wrestlers or notable people in the, That'll be a delivery. What my pop? No, it's not pop. Yeah, it's you. Thank you. I was talking to him the other day. He said, "I." He said, "I didn't know what that was going to be. I thought that might be a pool." I said, "Yeah, you and everybody else." Actually, I got something for you coming on uh, tomorrow. Actually, so okay. I'll have to give it to you next Monday. Okay. So typically the way WrestleMania weekend works usually is that there's the Hall of Fame ceremony. They're inducting former wrestlers and occasionally uh, notable personalities of the wrestling industry. And they also usually introduce a celebrity as well. Um, Snoop Dogg was introduced one time. Um, a couple other notable celebrities have been in there occasionally. Um, so that's one night where they're trying to honor the past. The second night is the, um, NXT, which is his own brand now, which is kind of the developmental leagues of the WWE, although not quite anymore. Uh, they usually have a show called takeover and that was supposed to be the WrestleMania weekend. And that would have been on Saturday. Uh-huh. And then you would have had WrestleMania on, uh, Sunday. Okay. And WrestleMania for the last few years, because they have so many wrestlers and so many things going, is usually it's, been... It's like four hours. No, it's nine to ten hours. Oh my gosh, I only watched four hours of it. Then. Oh no, no, I only chose the good I only chose the good stuff for you. Okay. Keep in mind, like... Because the matches will go for over like a half hour in some cases. Oh, it was so much fun. Um, And they'll start at like... And keep in mind, like, the actual show itself starts at like four or five... It starts at like five o'clock in the evening. And WrestleMania itself, like, when Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey went to go on, it was almost past 1 o'clock. That, would, that actually was my favorite match. That was so much fun. It was a good match. Yeah. Uh, but keep in mind, there's usually about almost an hour and a half to two hours of pre-show before that that they do. So there's all this other stuff that kind of happens. Um, Got to warm up the crowd. Warm up the crowd, but also um, other little stuff. Yeah. Well, this case, they did two nights of it instead. They had one. They had a night on Saturday. and They had a night on Sunday, and they invited. Um, and because they were doing that, they were they took some of the stuff that would have been on NXT, and they've pushed that to later matches down mm-hmm. the line. They're not actually because they're not doing a takeover. Right. They're just going to do those matches later on. But a lot of the but they're able to do some more matches and get some more people in there. And so you had, um, admittedly, much shorter matches. And most matches were not more than ten to fifteen minutes long. Um, and it was only like maybe a handful that were more than 20 minutes. 
Um, all the men's uh, championship matches, the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship, um, all lasted about eight minutes in total if you combine them. They were not long matches. They were yeah, very See, that's short. disappointing because those longer matches allow you to develop some character. They're interesting storytelling. Um, yeah. The only problem is, is that uh, Bill Goldberg is a wrestler that was really good. That was, was a popular wrestler, wrestler in the late 90s. And he is um, not the most agile. And he was never he was never a wrestler to have long matches. He was a he was a guy that oh look he did a move oh look he did another move and he, then he won. Oh my goodness, nobody will ever defeat him. That's actually how he how he beat Brock Lesnar on a couple of different occasions. Um, and the same thing with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is not known for long matches at all. His matches are usually end up being very short because you because he's supposed to be this overwhelming dominant force that you cannot under you cannot um appreciate properly yeah um he's just supposed to steamroll everybody so usually when they have when these guys have matches they're short matches um in the case of bill goldberg they replaced him with braun which is this huge you know seven foot guy that's been doing a lot of cool and interesting stuff in in wwe for a long time and they finally just gave him the championship and he's super likable too. So I mean, there's, there's, the you know, he's not a he's a he's a gentle giant, but not the kind of giant you want to cross. Okay. Um, and then you have Drew McIntyre, which won the the Royal yeah. Rumble. Yeah. Um, who started out in WWE and got released from WWE WWE at one point, came back as a super huge buff uh, Irish guy, and his WrestleMania moment is basically him winning a championship. Um, in an empty arena, in the wow. empty performance center. And what's actually kind of interesting about that match was that they did that match on a Tuesday. He filmed his ownership of the chat of the of the championship the next day. Oh, so because again, all these all these were pre-taped. Yeah. Now you would think that because they were pre-taped that you could the WWE wanted to try to do different stuff occasionally, and they did in some cases. They were trying different angles and in some cases some wrestlers repeated moves and they spliced out spliced it out and spliced in the good, the good I was going to say I was going to say it would give them a chance to, to reshoot and re-edit what was actually the highlights of the, of, of the entire weekend for Wrestlemania was actually um, two different matches so you had um, AJ Styles versus The Undertaker and they didn't want to call it a cemetery match they called it a boneyard match um, and basically, it wasn't even a wrestling match. It was just two guys fighting in a cemetery. Um, but it was filmed like a movie. And it was interesting because they, they had a bunch of three different shots, and they had different angles, and they had different lighting, and clearly they were mic'd, or they, had mic they didn't have mics yeah. on them, but you could hear them talking the entire time. And, um, and again, this 20-minute movie of two guys just having a, a fight, just having a fight, and, and it was... It was certainly interesting. The one that was even more interesting was the was John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Um, now, Bray Wyatt's this uh, John Cena and Bray Wyatt actually go back to WrestleMania. Ooh, what, how far did they go back? WrestleMania thirty, um, in which Bray Wyatt was trying to convince John Cena that he has a mean bone in him too. He just, he just, you know, I'm just going to have to be that guy to let it out of you, so you can be your true self. Yeah. Um, and the way the entire storyline was going was that 
Bray Wyatt should have won. And it allowed John Cena to go from this nice baby face to being a heel to being a bad guy. We could have seen a new dimension to John Cena. Well, because and well, because Bray Wyatt lost that match at WrestleMania 30 against John Cena, he didn't really get a huge push again after that for many, many years. I mean, he's always been around and doing stuff, but he's never had the... Um, it wasn't until 2000... Eight, in which he got the uh, when he finally got the WWE championship, but even then they didn't do a whole lot with that either. He lost to Randy Orton at the, the following WrestleMania, and it's been a guy that they haven't done a whole lot with. But now, obviously, he's got this weird gimmick to him, and he's doing Gangbuster. Um, so John Cena versus Bray Wyatt was basically going through all the greatest hits of John Cena over the last um, almost twenty years. Um, and the, the, it wasn't even so much a match so much. It was just a series of small vignettes about John Cena's failures in his past. And it's since been thought that this is actually John Cena's retirement match because he hasn't posted anything. Usually he's very active on social media. He hasn't been very active as, since WrestleMania on social media. Or if he has, it's Did not he been, win it? No, he lost. He lost. And Bray Wyatt won. Um... But it was, it, was shot in, it was shot in such a weird way that worked perfectly for Bray Wyatt's character because Bray Wyatt's this weird Pee Wee Herman-esque monster character right now yeah. that's prone to, you know, happy silliness and weirdness, but starker evil side that will come out with all this. So, yeah. like, it's been, that's been really interesting from WrestleMania in that particular case. Um, one of the few downsides of of this though is that um right after wrestlemania they released some odd 20 plus wrestlers um and this is kind of the baffling thing one of the things i'm not really happy with wwe about um they released over 20 plus wrestlers they basically furloughed and fired a majority of their um Road staff, obviously. These are the people yeah. that would have been on the road. and Logistics set, and all logistics, those Logistics, yeah. setting up the rings. Um, You're good. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up because food's here? Yeah, in just, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and just a, a quick question. Mm-hmm. Are you going to work tonight? No. Okay. Why? Because that's probably not a shirt you could wear to work. No, I wasn't going to wear the shirt to work. Because right now that would be... Yeah, it would be very taboo. Okay. I, would, I was not planning on I don't have to go to work tonight. No. Okay. Just that stuff. Most of my... I actually had to do a load of laundry here today because all my most of my shirts are black. And so I, I don't want to wear black when it's going to be 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want me to get the door pop? I've got more things to bring Oh, Okay. So they released about 20 plus wrestlers, all these road agents, um, all these producers as well. Longtime producers, too. Uh, wow. They've been with the company for a long time. Um, as an example, they let go of a referee that's been with the company for over 35 years. It was actually the head referee. Jeez. Um, all in the interest of trying to save about $4 million a month in, in salaries. Yeah. Um, but never mind the fact that... Um, but it, they actually had over $500 million in savings at that time. Um, and they actually were saving a lot more money considering they weren't doing the road shows and 
um, wrestlers who weren't wrestling were obviously not getting paid either. Right. Um, and they could have actually kept a lot of these people on payroll, um, either wrestling or not wrestling. Because even if you're not wrestling, you still get some residuals. Yeah. Um, but they, they didn't. And it was actually kind of very much a bummer in that particular regard for a lot of these wrestlers. One of the, one of the wrestlers here in this case was a gentleman named Rusev. Um, and he actually put up, started a fund uh, with $20,000 of his own money to give to other independent wrestlers because they couldn't get work at the time. And he was one of the guys that got let go. Yeah. Um, but as a counterpoint to that, we have AEW. We haven't really talked about AEW too much. Um, no. So AEW, is, is it stands for All Elite Wrestling. Um, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, there was a group called the Bullet Club. They had a subdivision called the Elite, which was all these other... Technically, they were Caucasian guys that were not really bad guys as most bullet club members are bad guys but they were mm -hmm. still like the outsiders they weren't supposed to be there yeah um and essentially what they ended up doing was um there's a gentleman by the name of cody rhodes his father is a uh, well-known dusty rhodes who's been all over wrestling and everything um basically decided basically as adair said i'm gonna have a wrestling event um and i bet i could get it to sell out and he sold it out in about 20 minutes Oh, wow. That worked out really well, so let's do it again. That sold out in 15 minutes. Because it was starring a lot of wrestlers that were from the Bullet Club and other uh, New Japan wrestling, which was super popular at the time. Um, and then he got he got, he met um, Tony Khan, which is the father of the man who owns um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and they basically decided to start a wrestling organization, and they called it All Elite Wrestling. Um, and they have super big names in there. So they have like Chris Jericho, which was a super yeah, big name. Yeah, no, I recognize that. Um, they have uh, Cody, Kenny Omega. Um, they have a lot more in wrestlers that have been independent, but have since gotten super huge as far as their name recognition has gone. Uh-huh. Uh, so Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, Hangman Adam Page, uh, Lucha Brothers. Um, uh there's just so many that are so interesting. Um, Orange Cassidy, which is the laziest wrestler ever. He literally wrestles with his hands in his pockets. If it works. Oh, it's, he's he's very entertaining to watch. Let's put I it bet. That. Um, so they've been having shows, obviously. But um, the second they got told that they, can't, they weren't going to have an audience, they actually still kept the arena dates. Um, and we're actually filming. Um, they originally moved. They initially... By April, moved down to Florida like everyone else, like a lot of yeah. other wrestling promotions did. Um, but they were actually still renting out huge arenas. They didn't have a base of operations outside of the Jacksonville uh, Jaguar Arena. Mm -hmm. um, but they were filming in arena still. Wow! Um, and the way they got the way they got around the audience was that the wrestlers were in the audience. That's the actually a cute way to do it. And the wrestlers were jeering, and they were like. They were playing cards in the background. They weren't paying attention to it at all. Eventually, like a wrestler might spill over outside of the ring and into the crowd and break up a, a card game, and they would be they would throw the guy violently back into the ring. Um, That's pretty cute. If you might ask, if you ask me, the difference between AEW versus WWE, they're two different products for the most part. WWE is very. Um, is a is a much more family friendly, approachable sort of thing. AEW does kind of expect you to know a little bit more about the wrestlers a little bit, um, but where a where the real big difference is that where WWE is very scripted in that particular sense, 
AEW is not, where AEW lets the wrestlers promote their own characters and their own uh, stuff with fil- with a little bit of filtering from the top, obviously. Yeah. Versus WWE, all that comes from the top and goes down to the wrestler. Yeah. So if Vince decides you you get to look like a clown, you have to look like a clown for the next uh, wrestling match, well, you're going to look like a clown. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, but it's led to AEW having more interesting sort of stories and having um, some more interesting characters. Um, one of my one of my favorite bits um, as an example here, um, there was a letter from so there's a character named Hangman Page. Now, what you have to know about Hangman Page is that he's a dr- is that he drinks. He's well known for accepting beers from the audience and then drinking it in front of people, uh, or drinking it in the ring even. Um, so he back in early March he basically released a letter. It was very joke. It's, it's it's a very kind of funny letter when you take it for what for what's written in it. Like, um, like literally, it's got this emblem at the very top, and I'll include it on the 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 website as well, um, where it lists um, written at the drunken behest by an AEW uh, page boy, um, by the request of Hangman Adam Page, and it goes on to describe how um, Hangman Adam Page is not going to uh, accept. Op- unopened beers anymore he'll be traveling with his own um beer going forward oh so he's he's uh sheltering in place safely well he, he'll, instead of taking yeah. beers from the audience he's gonna he's yeah. gonna bring his own um he'll be instead of drinking beer he's gonna be trying to drinking whiskey because of the higher alcohol content will save off uh the coronavirus um he's also not going to do any moves where his mouth is going to be near another person's mouth because apparently one time somebody spit at him and he sucked up the spit and spit it back at them um, but then as a follow-up, he makes some recommendations for people. Uh, the first one is to wash your hands, wash your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds, uh, especially if you've been in a public place. Uh, avoid uh, touching your eyes, nose, or mouth and with unwashed hands. Avoid public gatherings when possible. Buy a six-pack of Corona beer. Honestly, they've done nothing wrong with this. and they've, They have nothing to do with this and done nothing wrong. Uh, apply your turn signal before you start changing lanes. Um, consider the benefits of a Medicare for all system in the U S where, so for the, um, and then the last one here is try ordering pineapple, um, and a topping for your, for your pizza. Honestly, I've changed my mind about it. And and besides it's badass. You should give it a try next time and make sure you put that in there. Yeah. Um, and then it says stay safe, uh, hang Adam hand wash page. There we go. Yeah, so it's it, it's a funny letter when you read it to yourself. Um, it's tongue in cheek. It's very tongue in cheek. It's it, it's an example of the wrestlers knowing their characters. Like as yeah. an example, like characters um, for AEW have literally been pulling beer out of his hands as he's been producing more beer out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah. Um, but even while the virus has been making it so that these shows uh, can't be viewed publicly, they've been introducing new wrestlers. Wow, that's um, surprising. Yeah, so like a couple wrestlers. Because he laid off a bunch of wrestlers. Yeah, but they've um, um, originally WWE had been holding back um, wrestlers from leaving because there was concern of AEW poaching them and making stars out of them when WWE could have done that as well. Um, but a couple wrestlers have actually debuted in AEW while we've while we've been gone. So uh, Matt Hardy, um, the Revival, which was a very popular tag team. Uh, Brody Lee, which formerly was known as Luke Harper um, in WWE, some big names have um, have kind of come across, um, and even during this entire um, lockdown as well, they've actually introduced 
a new um, championship title, a mid-card title. Um, so AEW, as much as the sense that they are um, not allowed to have an audience clearly, and they're trying to do the best they can to keep their people safe, um, they're moving forward, you know, because well, they're only it, a year old. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, you've got Florida, and Florida's, you know, I guess uh, Disney World's about to reopen. Yes, um, actually read a thing on that where there actually some there's a couple things that they're not going to be doing in the near future for the time being, uh, one of which is going to be parades, right? Um, and nighttime shows, and obviously, and what ends up happening for a lot of those is that people will camp out the benches and seating seating locations for these events hours before they ever start. And you're standing very close, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and so they're not going to do that. Um, another thing they're not going to do is they're not actually going to allow you to take pictures with the uh, costumed characters. For the time being, um, obviously, because these are people that we put yeah. in, in, in. These are people that can't necessarily hide their face easily; right. otherwise, you wouldn't know who they are. Yeah. Um, but apparently, they'll now be walking around more frequently in the park and just kind of chatting with guests uh, from afar and kind of. I think maybe. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing to do when I was in Disneyland was see anybody with frozen gears. Like, oh my goodness, that girl, she's frozen. Ha. Uh. Yeah, I know it's it's silly. Um, Apparently, one of the other things they're not going to do is they're not going to allow. Um, obviously, theaters are not going to be. They're not going to yeah. open up some of the theaters. Um, they're also not going to allow uh, beauty makeovers either. The oh. prince. They usually do princess makeover sort of things. Yeah. Bibbidi bobbidi boop. Yeah. Um, and again, the reason I know all this is because it was a season pass and it was my workout routine. I figure it was better than, uh, especially at the price. If I went at least once or twice a week to walk around the park for two or three hours, I figured it was just as good as a gym. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, but so the stuff in Disneyland they're not doing. Um, it will be interesting, especially for at least wrestling when everything kicks back up in the year and you can have audiences again, like the cheers that'll happen for some of these people. Yeah. Um, assuming that the titles stay where they are, like, there's certain people like Braun Strowman, Drew Gulak that um, deserve to have these, you know, applause for them winning these championships. They're milestones for these characters. For yeah. these individuals as well. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was actually, is actually video games. Okay. Because um, when we think about video games, we don't really think of it. We think of a very passive sort of thing. It's like, yeah, we have all this time in the world to, to play video yeah. games now. Um, and you're right. We did, we've had had a lot of time. Um, we've had uh, video game sales have gone up by $1.6 billion over last year in just a short period of time. Oh, really? Wow. Um, Twitch saw a one point Five billion game hours watched, uh, with a fifty percent increase from March into April. Wow! Um, Nintendo announced that their sales of the Switch rose by twenty four percent over last year. Easy uh, to believe because I had a hard time getting mine. And they also sold thirteen point five million copies of uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, and then Microsoft uh, opined that they had one hundred and thirty percent additional gamers, gamer interactions online. Wow. So these are people playing games online with other people. Yeah. Uh, but also to mention here that um, game consoles are in very short supply. I did a search here today on a couple of different websites. If you want a Nintendo Switch, you still got to order. You still got to order it online, and it'll get to Target with it a couple of days later. Same thing for the Xbox. Same thing for this PlayStation Four. Um. And again, still games stores like GameStop are not open right now. They are doing, yeah. they are open for online orders, but the physical stores are not opening okay, up anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, but this is actually kind of an interesting notion here because 
the Nintendo Switch in of itself apparently had, in Nintendo likes to do this, they'll make it in batches. They won't have a continual assembly line making it constantly, but they'll make it in batches. And for a lot of people, especially when, again, as an example, you were trying to get the Switch, there was a huge delay in production. And Switches are only now becoming more easily to get now because they finally were able to finish their production run and give them out and and give them out again. Um, But the concern right now is that we have new consoles coming out um, at the end of the year. So PlayStation, Sony's PlayStation five is scheduled to come out in Christmas time. So is Xbox, uh, the new Microsoft Xbox X series, which I wish they would just figure out. They had Xbox and they went Xbox 360 and then Xbox one. I just want them to go Xbox Integer now, or like some Xbox X. Yeah, so that's what they're going with the Xbox yeah. X. Which which Xbox do you have? The X. Yeah, it's the Xbox. What? Well, yeah. Um, right now, there's a bit of a concern. Who's on first? Yeah. There's a bit of a concern right now for those consoles that may not be that the consoles may not be ready until the next year in 2021, because the production would be going on right now for chips and plastic parts and um obviously they're not a essential good of any sort of nature so they're not being made in any sort of prevalence or but right now is when you would start making them so that way you could have them ready by christmas and so there's a concern right now that those games especially and also cd in the games themselves because you got to make the cds for them as well and burn them that they're that this holiday season as much as their new console is supposed to come out they may not have them that's interesting. Um, there's so also have supply issues. Yeah, they're yeah, and same is kind of true of also development as well. That there's been a lot of games that have been put on hold um, for development. Um, now, obviously, you can do some work from home, but yeah, um, like a real concern, especially for these developers, is that um, the tools and software that they're using is. Um, very proprietary and then obviously it doesn't leave their offices if it could ever leave their offices at any particular yeah. point and so you lose some control over it yeah and so taking it out of somewhere um, may open it up to uh, malicious you know th- theft at the end of the day yeah. or selling it oh yeah um, intellectual it, property mm-hmm. yeah um, now obviously you can have now obviously you can do some development in cubicles which would let you kind of be six feet away uh-huh. But that's not to say everybody gets a cubicle. Even it's the same thing with ILM and their three um, D effects software development. Again, like it's not a, you will have some people in offices or in cubicles, but you'll have probably two or three people to a cubicle in some cases. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of games as well that are just being delayed in some studios, which have already shut down because of this, because they're just you know the lot of their they they own all these computers and they have timetable releases and if they can't meet the timetable releases that there's not, there's just, there's, there's a lot of games that we won't see in the future here. Wow. That, that may have been amazing games, but because of the way everything's kind of breaking down, there's delays and these are delays that would have been very costly for just the development cycle, but also for future advertisements. And I mean, if you know that you're, I mean, especially with the early releases or the in launch titles for the, new Microsoft console and Sony console here, the yeah. PlayStation and Xbox. Um, if you're ready in November to start selling, but these consoles won't come out until February or March now, like that's four months in which you're not selling product. Or yeah. if you are, you're selling an invisible product yeah. that people can buy, but they can't actually use yet. Yeah. 
you know, and a lot of problems, especially for online games, is that that major window to get people hooked is in that first couple weeks. If they're not hooked within that first couple weeks, they're not, they may not play that game. Something, the new hotness might have come out. Well, I mean, and you see that with Animal Crossing and how, how quickly it caught fire, specifically because it came out right as the pandemic started. I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but did you know that somebody made a talk show in Animal Crossing? You told me about this. this that's pretty cute. So the guy, um, his name is Gary Ryda, uh, was the screenplay. He's been a screenplay writer in Hollywood for a number of years. Um, he was one of the screenplay writers for uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, um, as well as a couple others as well. And um, him and his daughter, uh, his daughter and his wife all have switches, and they started playing Animal Crossing and felt this just wave of calmness and tranquility to them. Um, and as a result of that, they, they, out of the blue, he just created a talk show out of it, um, because he would do, he was doing yeah. morning, morning stuff and people were watching him play. Yeah. Um, so we made a talk show set that looks like a full on talk show set and it's had like real celebrities like Elijah Wood and T-Pain and other people on his come, show. Come to his island. Come to his island and be on a talk show. That's pretty cool. How cool is that? That is very cool. Um, I, I've linked that with our animal crossing episode yeah so if you want to see that to go check it out there um but times have been kind of weird for nerdy stuff yeah um, so 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 at the end of the day there are pluses and minuses i mean there's definitely pluses in my case i mean i'm, I'm working on a nice backlog of the star trek seasons that i haven't watched yet yeah. for uh, picard and, and discovery um and i've been catching up on some anime in that particular regard as well but i mean like even animes, there's a number of shows that started, have one or two or three episodes out, and they've had to suspend it until they can get the animators back in so they can finish drawing the rest of it. Yeah. So, um, definitely pluses and pluses and minus, like you said, absolutely. Um, now's a good time to play catch-up. Yep. Um, but if you're expecting anything new, I mean, like, but again, I mean, as an example, Game of Thrones was basically new to you guys. Yeah. Um, even though it ended two years ago at this point here like you caught up to it you caught up i'm all done. um you know so every everything old is new again yep exactly so uh but yeah no it's it's an interesting time i mean we're hoping everybody's staying safe and um but it's just it's odd well and open open slowly yeah no we'll, we'll get back we'll get back to a normal it's just it just may not look the same way at it's all it's a new normal yeah yeah so we're going to put these notes on our website at the nerdtutorialpodcast.com where we have all of our episodes. Um, and also, if you just want to watch, listen to the episode online as well, that's an option for you. Uh, we also have, uh, we continue discussion as well at facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast where we post the episodes every week to, you can follow along with us and comment on there. And if you have any ideas for future topics or future game, uh, future things that we could talk about, you can hit me up on nerd underscore tutorial where I do post all of our stuff on there as well, as well as, as, well as also uh, topics that we've followed and uh, been following and done before. So if you want to see new information, you can check out my Twitter as well for new stuff coming up about Animal Crossing or the Batman whenever production continues for that or other DC movies or Magic the Gathering. Uh, but... We hope that everyone continues to stay safe out there, and we'll see you guys again next time. Bye. Bye.